It's most things, Kenobi. And don't try it, Anakin. We always have the high ground. everyone, welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Leanne. And I'm your host, Lauren. This week we are discussing the absolutely amazing, stunning, <laughs> epic, entertaining, well done. <laughs> what other adjective can I throw in there? That pretty much sums it up, right? Yeah. Revenge of the Sith battle between Anakin and Obi-Wan created in Clone Wars style by Hello There. Holy shit. (laughs) Holy shit. It is so good. It's so well done. I expected it to be good. Like all the little teasers they put out. I did not expect to cry like a five-year-old. At, at this, I, I and I did again when I rewatched it. I cried again, so it's clearly very well done. <laughs> I watched it multiple times, and I got the same amount of chills at the same times that yeah. I get chills when I watch the live action. Yeah, and it's it's kind of weird because it's Clone Wars style, right? And they did it so well, and it's like watching the same characters but a little bit different because it's the Clone Wars yeah. version. And I know we when you look at the live-action versions, whatever, of Anakin and Obi-Wan, you can connect the, the dots between the Clone Wars animated show to the live-action, right? But it, something hit different mm-hmm. when it was Anakin, the Clone Wars animation Anakin burning up in that, in that lava. Yes! Oh, my God! It's so and it true. was Obi-Wan, Clone Wars <laughs> Obi-Wan, crying and, and heavy breathing and picks up his lightsaber. It hit different, I'm telling you. Oh, it really ooh. did. I I completely agree with you. It was harder to watch. It was so much more painful for some reason. Like, you would assume human beings suffering would be, right. you know, it hit harder. But I think because Clone Wars is seven seasons of them together. Yeah, in this way. Yes. Oh, it was just like... I know. Then to watch those characters that we've become so close to watch them suffer, it was just harder for some reason. I don't know why. It was... It was <laughs> it's watching the same characters, but slightly different. It's yeah. weird. It's really now, I have a challenge for the hello there, folks. Okay. What is that? Intersperse Clone Wars Season 7 Ahsoka scenes with... This. I'm sure someone on YouTube has oh, done yeah. it, maybe. I haven't looked. <laughs> but if you want to completely, like, just kill us, <laughs> or at least have us pass out in, in some expendable fashion, like, <laughs> an extended time, do that because, oof. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just make headstones for us ahead of time because. Uh, and do them in Clone Wars style. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Oh my god. I was just expecting the duel. I did not expect all right. of the extras that they included, right. which I just fucking loved. Like, especially the beginning where they start on Utapau. So good. 
I watched somebody do frame by frame, mm. and it's frame by frame. They didn't miss a beat with this. It is yeah. so good. And, like, they have the particulate in the air and the they fire do. animation. Yeah. It's so yep. beautiful. And their eyes. You know how Clone Wars, especially, focuses mm-hmm. in on the character's eyes a lot? We talk yeah. about a lot of emotion, even for animation, is shown through the eyes in some way because they're fake. It's it's it's, it's <laughs> cartoons. But <laughs> you, they kept that. That was preserved. Yeah. In this. And that's what I really like. That's what brought it home. I, yeah, I think it actually added a little more to it, which is so weird because you would think a human being would bring more to it. But the, there was this moment right at the beginning. Well, I guess it was like after that introductory and now they're on Mustafar and they put Anakin in the same framing yeah. and all of that. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. watch Obi-Wan's eyes and you see him when he says only a Sith deals in absolutes, you can see in his eyes, he like comes to terms with it. And he's like, yeah, Oh, this is happening. And, and you don't get that as much in the live action. For some reason, they're making like really specific choices about their eyes and their facial expressions in the animation. I I thought so too. I really did. And and that's good because that's what we expect from Clone Wars Mm -hmm. and what we know from Clone Wars one through seven. I don't even know how to categorize this. Is this in a league of its own or is this like, <laughs> it's so good. I, I mean, hats off. I know, how long did it take them to come up with this? Who's the team behind it? I guess we should explain. They're very secretive. I, I know. I, I kind of don't know how many yeah. there are. Is I don't it either. I mean, genius? Is it multiple? <laughs> they had like an animator and then they had sound supervisors and they have mm-hmm. a team. And they have thanked patrons and they thanked like Indiana University or something like that at the end of their credits. They have yeah. no website. I've yeah. reached out to them on Instagram and through email, never heard back because we would love to have them on. If anyone knows them personally, let them know that we would love to have them on and interview them. But if by some chance, hello there listens to this, like, yeah, we would love to have you on. You guys are just too cool. All of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Too, ta- too much talent. I love yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> it's fantastic. It's so cohesive. Like, this really... And I think that is part of why I think it's harder to watch, like, in a good way. I, I loved feeling all the pain. It was excellent. But I feel like the very ending where, you know, it's the you were the chosen one, that whole sequence, once yeah. they, like, Obi-Wan yeah. has the high ground, basically. Yeah. It's so much harder to watch than... For me than for the live action because it's cohesive there's not mm-hmm. this switching back and forth between live action and special effects yes very true yeah it's animated so it's all very cohesive but it also is cohesive with clone wars as a whole which we kind of talked about already so it makes it so much more painful <laughs> yeah and they even have padme yeah like the whole scene and it's and like obi-wan's expression through that it just it's adds a different layer to it i don't know it's yeah it was so neat to see because it's so <laughs> we've never gotten it and it's so great that we got it i know <laughs> but then you think about the live action and you know i always have said that there's something about hayden christensen's eyes that make him like the perfect vader right when he yeah. goes evil he has that intensity in his eyes that are like it's like unmatched you know yeah 
and the desperation in Ewan's eyes, mm-hmm. the sadness and all that stuff. Now, what we need is a live action version of him and Satine when Satine dies. Oh my God. To get the live action actors <laughs> to see if they can do the Clone Wars. It'll be a never ending like comparison <laughs> show. <laughs> We're never happy and we're never satisfied and we want more. I was going to say, can we place orders for our next Hello There animation already? Yes, please. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so it was, true. It's so true. It's so good. I've seen people dabble in, like, the Clone Wars style sequel trilogy characters. And I, I wasn't a fan of what I saw. I wonder if, mm. if the Hello There team could could do it. Of course they uh, could. They did probably. this. Yeah. It's flawless. <laughs> I think it's... It's also, like, kind of going back to the facial expressions, too, with Obi-Wan, we don't see him show any emotion like this in Clone Wars. Like, not even when Satine dies. It's really sad, and he gets tears in his eyes and all that. But this is something, this is, like, deep anguish. Like, he's in such agony. And it's just, he's not even trying to hide it anymore. And I think that's partially also why it hurts so much to watch, because... Yeah, Clone Wars Obi-Wan is so, he plays everything so close to the vest. You know, he doesn't show his emotions. Yeah. So that yeah. was hard to watch in a great way. Like, I love it. In a great I way, yeah. For it. Listen, the harder it is to watch, the more we want it. Because <laughs> Star true. Wars is pain. <laughs> it's true. We're just so messed up. <laughs> Something else I really loved is it wasn't, completely like a shot for shot remake they Mm -hmm. used a few things that were better for animation or like a a little bit of an angle that's better but then they added stuff back in that got cut like anakin has some moves that are added back in and obi-wan has some dialogue that they add in that i i was so happy to see it in there because we have all said like what a crime that we didn't get some of that anakin um choreography Yeah, it's so true. Also, I guess I should have specified the frame for frame that I referenced earlier was at the end when Obi-Wan saying, you were my brother, Anakin. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were were meant to bring peace, not whatever this is, you know, that whole spiel. That was frame for frame, perfect, perfectly done. But I actually looked for the spinny lightsabers where they're, people always make fun of it, like it's pointless. (laughs) But when you have talked about how it's like two swordsmen, Kind of yes. sizing up, readjusting, getting ready for the next move. I didn't notice that in this. I didn't see it. It's there. It, is it? I missed it. It is. <laughs> it's really hard to spot it because there. I was actually looking for the move, you know, the, oh my God, it's so hot. When Obi-Wan kind of spins around and comes down on oh, top oh. of Anakin. And yes. it was, it was like underplayed a little bit in the animation because all of the animation was so like powerful. So in the live action, I think it stands out more. But there's that part where Anakin, like, drops his lightsaber. It's, it's oh, like yes. what Rey does, actually. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's very good. I love this. I loved I that love moment. I was just like, oh, ah, So good. I have to say, they kept the clacks on in there. I, I made a note. <laughs> did you? I did. 
<laughs> Goddamn klaxon. <laughs> klaxon makes an appearance. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I hate it in animation and I hate it in live action. It sends my nerves into a tailspin. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, it's it's one of those things. I actually laugh about it now since you and I have talked about it. It's no longer like <laughs> scary death warning, you know. Yeah. I wanted to bring something up that I had like never really registered in my brain before. And this yes. like made me realize it in the moment where they're on top of the table and Anakin is pressing Obi-Wan's lightsaber towards his face. Like, Love like it. into his mouth, basically. <laughs> He's going to cut his head Love in every half. moment of it. It's so good, but we always talk about how terrible it is that Obi-Wan has been sent to kill his friend and do this mm-hmm. fight. We never talk about how terrible it is that Anakin is really trying to kill Obi-Wan. Yes. He really wants his friend dead in this moment. Does he? Yeah, he's trying pretty hard. I mean, the look on his face is not one where there's any kind of, like, inkling that his friend is still in there. Well... Here's what I will argue. I think Anakin is trying to prove something. What? Well, in killing Obi-Wan, he will have proved that he's a better Jedi. He's, he didn't need all of the lecturing from Mm Obi-Wan. He has a better future. Mm -hmm. You're a fool for being a Jedi and part of the, the code and the Republic and the whole thing. And I feel like it's overdone on Anakin's part. Because he's not, he's, we've already discussed this in our battle episode where we talk about this, is that Kenobi's more thoughtful and he's a better fighter and he's a more skilled fighter. Anakin is so angry and in his head and he's so desperately trying to prove to himself, maybe, because Palpatine's not there, no one's there, that he's trying to, like, in killing Obi-Wan, he will have justified something in his mm-hmm. convoluted brain at this point. Yeah. And I think it's the act of killing... This is my opinion. I know he wants Kenobi dead, but I think the drive behind it is, yes, part hate. I think he's more hateful after Obi-Wan chops his arms off, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and legs, but... I think at that point, when he's fighting him, he's fighting... All of the things that made him so pissed off about the past several years. Yeah. It's still sad, though. It, I mean, it's awful. That their relationship has gotten so bad that Anakin doesn't even think twice about it at this point. He just says, then you're against me, and that's that. Yeah. Boom. Done. Because line line is drawn in the sand. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, sand. He hates sand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oopsie. It's drawn in the lava rock, we'll say. But it begs the question, and I know you and I have thought about it, right? Is if Ahsoka would have went instead of Obi-Wan, what would have happened? He still fights Ahsoka in Rebels, but he's had time. He's had time to accumulate in his brain and his thinking and the hatred and the pain of the suit and his body and everything and Padme. But if either Obi-Wan and Ahsoka or just Ahsoka would have had a chance to talk to him. Maybe even Rex. If the whole gang. (laughs) Nobody really knew how far gone he was, though, and so I guess it wouldn't have mattered. I guess, I mean, it could have put Ahsoka at risk, even. Because for sure, at that that point, she was still raw about the Jedi, too. Kicking her, well, they didn't kick her out. They invited her back, so graciously after turning against her. Well, they opened the door and told her, 
if you leave, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so maybe she would have been more inclined to join Anakin or at least understand where he was coming from. I don't know. That's just a thought I'm throwing out there. I'm not even sure if I believe it, but... I know, there's yeah. so many questions. I know. I think the scene is particularly interesting between Obi-Wan and Anakin because, like you said, Anakin is so hot-tempered. You keep seeing them get the better of each other and, like, overpower each other in different moments. Mm -hmm. And I think Anakin is too confident. Mm -hmm. And that's leaving little weaknesses that Obi-Wan takes advantage of. And Obi-Wan is probably more emotional than usual, which allows Anakin to get the better of him here and there. You know, so it's... It's kind of interesting to see these two people at their prime and they know mm -hmm. each other so well and they're both mm -hmm. kind of on their off foot, you know, like off kilter. And so they're able to kind of get the better of each other, but not all the way. So it's just this horrible constant wall that they keep coming against while they're fighting each other. It's just, it's a great scene. It, there's so much layered context to it. And nothing was lost in animation. Mm -mm. It's so easy. It, it, there's that possibility of losing it in an animation and they did not lose it. In yeah. fact, to your point, Anakin and Obi-Wan have so many external things being thrown at them. First it's the tunnel and then it's the, the breakaway piece that falls and gets melted. Yeah. And I don't know what the technical name of all this stuff is, but you know, the piece that melts and, <laughs> and falls, boop. Yeah. And then the little droid, they even got the little droid in there, <laughs> which... I feel bad for him, but, you know, that's what it is. He, at least he drops his little container and comes up out of the lava. He does. Yes. Yeah, he does. <laughs> drop, drop it. Rise again. But <laughs> but they didn't lose any of that. And I, and I thought it was really well done. The coloring. Like you said, they had the little pieces yeah. of what was floating. The yeah, particulates. Like little... Yeah. So cool. And I love, I love that part what you're talking about with the lava coming up on the thing and breaking it off. And they, they still kept the that moment where they clash lightsabers and the yes. lava sprays up yes. behind them. Yes. And so I was good. aware of this because we just talked about Mount Etna and how oh, they yeah. used you they used <laughs> yes. that in the background of an actual eruption and then here it was like animated. <laughs> it was well it was well preserved. So good. It was so good. I will say, too, that because of the animation, I think it actually made the sequence less ridiculous, if I may say I that. I hear don't, you. Don't come for no, me, I hear, people. I hear you. <laughs> There's some stuff in this duel. I will never forget people laughing out loud in the theater several mm. times during the duel. And, and I get it. It was kind of silly, some of it. But in animation, it makes that look really badass. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> totally because again it's more in an animated style it's cohesive whereas you could totally tell they threw in some weird cgi of anakin leaping across the room or whatever the fuck it was yeah again it was a sign of the times i, I always I, I always try and i guess the word is defend um <laughs> yeah it because it was such new technology we've come so far I you know because of it it wouldn't have happened without these movies so it's true you have to give credit but the scene where they put their hands together for the force push the yes. audience like burst into laughter in the theater i was in and they thought it was yeah. silly 
And I have to admit, I was one of those people. <laughs> oh, I was just like I don't even fuck? remember when I, I went was to like, see "What it. are they doing? What is uh? that?" <laughs> but now I really like it because I understand it more. But I liked yeah. seeing it in the animation because it's like you can see more of it for some reason. I don't know. The animation allows movement to stay in focus longer than live action can stay in focus. It's very true, yeah. So you actually get to see like facial expressions while they move, which is a lot harder to achieve in live action. So, yeah, I liked, I liked that a lot. I really appreciated that they stripped out some of the ridiculousness. They even pulled out like Vader's no. I was just like, praise yeah, no. God. <laughs> yes, that that I was very glad. That is one of those things that you can just, you know, like that can be left <laughs> yeah. in the past. Okay, it takes you out of the scene. It does. It really does. And so now that they've shown what it's like without it, it was so much more impactful. I was emotional all the way through to the end. There was no moment where I was like, what the fuck was that? You know, like... Yeah. I got to enjoy the whole impact without, no, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> that can stay a meme forever. I don't care. <laughs> yes, please. It's such a great gift to send to people when you need a good reaction gif. But <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just did it. Like, I mimicked you did. it. You can't no, see No one she... saw it. <laughs> it's okay. No one needs to see it. No one needs to hear it. <laughs> Did you notice that Anakin's eyes got darker the ah! further along we went? Yes. Yes, I did. I did. And I love that because there's no kind of, there's no real good way of doing that. Mm-hmm. At, at least not as noticeable. And it's because of the continuity factor, the, the, the cohesiveness of the animation that yeah. you can notice something like that. And I did, and it was fant- It was a very nice touch. Fantastic. I thought so, too. It's so smart, too, because it's like the more they fight, the deeper into the dark side he goes. So it's just more and more visible until by the end, his eyes are like yeah. blood red, you know? Yeah. Ah, it's so good. It matches the <laughs> amount of drama going on mm-hmm. around them, too, with the lava and the eruption and the, yeah. you know, they're in it. They're right in it at the end, you know? Well, Anakin's literally right in it at the end, but it's, <laughs> it's, so it's one of those things where it matches the the drama of it all. Yeah. I just, I love that there's a level of literal drama of these two going at it. It is, it's, it's literally over the top with the eruption <laughs> when their swords clash. Yeah, yeah. Did I just make this up or did Anakin's lightsaber appear more red as time went on? Because they're oh, both I blue. Notice. I gotta check now. I, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, it's orange. Oh, it's it's like turning, or like the shading of it all, kind of. I know that in the live action, they're both distinctly blue because you have to be able to see them yeah, crawling yeah. and jumping and where they're at in this giant scene. But in this, it's like, it's like no. And I thought there was a tinge there mm, that might have been purpose. That would be so smart if they did. I want to go back and watch and look for that It's now, towards, when they're getting towards the end of the mm-hmm. battle itself, when they're still fighting together, Anakin's lightsaber, I think, takes on a reddish hue. It's not totally red, mm-hmm. but it's one of those things like the eyes, it gets darker and, and the lightsaber, yeah. it loses more and more blue. Yeah. Which would oh, be a, cool. a great touch if it was on purpose, which, of course, everything is, right, in animation. Especially with this, they could do whatever they wanted. And, and, and... they did, and it was fabulous. <laughs> 
good. <laughs> it's so good. I noticed one moment too where Anakin uses reverse grip and he never ever does oh. even though his apprentices both use reverse grip yeah. and I was like oh my god we finally got to see it for like two seconds here's a question doesn't he actually use reverse grip when he's fighting a Barris and he has the two that is a good question I have only watched that one so I can't say but I, I wouldn't be surprised correct me if I'm wrong I feel like there is a a little bit of a reverse grip in that because he's like surprise bitch i got two two you know i got two sabers as well you know but i think he does revert but but i did pointedly notice it in this scene yeah well, i'm I, here for that i am here as an anakin fan i'm here for it all day long well i've had a theory that ahsoka learned her reverse grip from obi-wan because you never see anakin use it ever true. especially not true. Before she uses it, but you do see Obi Wan use it. There's a moment in um, what is the episode called? Oh, Hunt for Zero, where he's using mm-hmm. Quinlan's oh, lightsaber, that's right. and mm-hmm. he has it in reverse grip. So he's got like two lightsabers, one in reverse grip. And I don't think he uses reverse grip when he does Jarkai against Maul, but you see him use it in the Kenobi series quite a bit. Actually, he uses reverse grip. So. I've I've got this little like personal headcanon that Ahsoka learned it from Obi Wan and not Anakin, but that's just my my little dream. <laughs> well, here's a question: What hand did it with the lightsaber? Because I wonder if the metal hand can't do it. <laughs> do you, oh, do you think in... it was advanced enough to do? <laughs> in this, is it a metal hand problem? Is what I'm that's asking. A good question. I think it was his. I think it was the hand that he fights with, but I'm not sure, actually, now that you say that, because now I feel like maybe Anakin used his left hand to do reverse grip, but I'd have to watch it That would make more sense to me because there's more wrist Yeah, Obi-Wan uses his left hand as his reverse grip hand. Hmm. Because his right hand is his strong hand, so he has his forward blade in that hand, and his reverse grip is his, like, blocking side. Interesting. That would make sense. yeah. I think that's how Ahsoka does it, too. I think your weaker arm is your reverse grip, but I'm not sure. I'm not a sword fighter by any means. I'm not any fighter. I hide in my house from any kind of conflict. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point, too, that maybe his mechanical hand has limitations. They talk about that in Wild Space, Leanne. Oh, they do. He has to learn... How to? Oh, I love that so much. Like acclimate to it, yeah. And that it was like really emotionally difficult for him, and Obi Wan had to like help him nurse him through it. You should read that book. Oh, I love it. I wouldn't. I would nurse him through it. Let me see. (laughs) This is so awful. I am the worst. So the voice acting too. Did you have any notes about that? Yeah, I mean, it was very interesting. And also, I I do feel like that did take me out of it a little bit that they kept switching between James and Ewan. Mm-hmm. Um, Anakin was all Matt Lanter except some of his screaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was Hayden because it's just so specific. <laughs> it's so good though. Yeah. But I actually, James did a an Instagram live recently and even he said, he was like, why didn't they use my version of the, you are my brother, Anakin? He's like, I recorded those lines. <laughs> like, why did they switch back to Ewan? Probably because Ewan's delivery is iconic it's like an iconic piece of it it really is though it is not even just for star wars fans like pretty much everybody knows that line i would say 
both Matt and James have said that they think it's freaking amazing. They they loved it. They thought it was brilliant. I yes. think Matt even shared on Twitter that it was wizard. Which... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, it's it adorable. is wizardry in a way. <laughs> it's like little baby Anakin, like wizard. I like to... That... I actually like that Obi-Wan threw a box at Anakin and Anakin cuts it in half because it's like how Vader throws a rock at Kenobi and he cuts it in half in the Kenobi series. Vader throws shit at Luke. Oh, yeah. That's true. All the time. What is that? Empire Strikes Back? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He's just throwing pieces in that room at him. It's just (laughs) willy-nilly. What do we got? We got some crates over here. Here you go, Luke. I do kind of. of scaffolding. Here you go. It kind of makes me laugh. It's also, it's like desperately sad, but it also kind of makes me laugh in the Kenobi series when Obi-Wan has gotten the better of Vader and he just one last time smashes a rock across the side of his head. It's like he's so tired he can't swing his lightsaber anymore, so he just uses a rock to take out Vader. I think it's great. It's really hot. I don't know. Why is using the force so sexy? It really is. We've tried. This is a question we can't answer. It's up there with, (laughs) had Qui-Gon lived, would things be different? Um, If Ahsoka was in this battle, would things have been different? And why is it so sexy when dudes use the force? Or females. I'll give you this. Yeah. There's some sexiness with some females using the force in Star Wars. I'm just saying. Oh, basically... Anybody, anyone uses the force, especially when they're like being more powerful than powerful. somebody else. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, 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 um, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's memorable mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> memorable. <laughs> Whether it's animated, live action, whatever, doesn't matter. <laughs> How long did it take them to put this together? Three years, it seems like. Yeah, years. Years and years. I mean, this is 15 minutes of animation. I'm assuming that this is not their day job. I don't know, but it seems like a side project, like a passion project to me. I mean, if it isn't, it should be. should be a day job. Seriously. Is that good? It's possible. The person who fixed the uh, loop deep fake, whatever, they deep fake loop from Mandalorian, that guy got hired for the next season of Mandalorian. So, yeah. This could definitely lead to jobs for them, for sure. Yeah, and it their first trailer for it, at least on their YouTube page, which, by the way, is at Hello There Animation, so go over there and follow them if you're not already. Mm-hmm. Their first trailer, 15 seconds, was three years ago. They gave yeah. an update on May 4th, two years ago, gave another update on May 4th, exactly one year ago, and then released this as the as of the date of this recording 2 weeks ago and it has 2.5 million views in just yeah. 2 weeks and every single one is well deserved in my opinion. Yes. Oh my gosh. And it's it's like it was everywhere. It was on every single nerdy online magazine. I was seeing it yeah. promoted everywhere. I think maybe even on like Entertainment Weekly possibly. It was wow. it it made a huge buzz. There is no way that someone at lucasfilm has not seen this they know? had to have 100 yeah. percent. and i hope they they're in talks with <laughs> giving them some sort of recognition because they did and hey if they don't they've got the fans so oh yeah hands down you got ours that's all you need <laughs> just kidding just kidding 
<laughs> well, th- this is clearly people who really love it. They're doing it because they love it. And, and it I've been following them the whole time and just yeah. so excited to see it with no idea if it would ever be finished or like, you know, where the project was just it would come back into my orbit every now and then I'd be like, oh, did that ever come out? And then all of a sudden they were ready to release it. And it was so much better than I even thought it was going to be. It was worth yeah. waiting for. It was worth it. Was. It was so damn good. And because the video games came out. Oh, yeah. The actors yeah. from Clone Wars had recorded the lines, which made it even more possible for them to finish this project. So it was pretty yeah. awesome. If you can't tell, we really love it and we support it. <laughs> and we support everyone, whoever is a part of the Hello There team. Mm-hmm. We salute you. <laughs> yes. Please come on our show. Say hello there, at least. <laughs> and for those of you, if you are not following them, they have a link tree. So it's at hello there underscore animation. In fact, if you just go to their Instagram, hello there underscore animation, they have a link tree in the bio. They've got YouTube, Patreon, TikTok, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. So there are a million ways, a million, they have a million views, 2.5. Yeah. They have many, many ways to follow them and support. Show them your support. Tell them we sent you. We love it. It's, it's what we've always wanted. We got it. Thank you to the creative team behind it. Next week's episode is going to be two more short stories from the A Certain Point of View collection that was gifted to us by our very generous and wonderful friend and patron, Kenobi Wolf. And we love these short stories. We love investigating them and what each of us like picked out and noticed and <laughs> theories we have. And So we're going to pick two. We don't know yet. We have to investigate. But we'll be back here next week with two more of the short stories and we'll see what we get into with that. So join us. Last week, we discussed potential mistakes made by Obi-Wan Kenobi and... Speaking of from a certain point of view. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We got some feedback from Tara. She said he had only two true mistakes, in her opinion. Putting the Order's expectations of Anakin's over his own intuitive approach for Anakin. He had such mm. empathy for Anakin, but just couldn't figure out how to help him. But that can be a lack of experience. And then being too attached to Anakin once he was knighted to acknowledge where Anakin was heading and to confront him over it. Yeah, I agree with both of those. Those are good yeah. points. I thought so too. It was a great point. Yeah. And then our dear friend Carla, who the, the idea was actually her idea for the episode. She submitted it and we thought it was a great idea. She said, I really enjoyed your insightful opinions. I think you are both very creative and original. I still have to disagree that Reiko Hardeen's decision was in character, meaning that it was not in character. She didn't think it was in character. Okay. But I have, yeah. I have to admit that it works for the whole story. It's not that I consider that he is a cinnamon roll. I just have him in such high esteem that I am sure he wouldn't have allowed that to happen to just inflict pain on Anakin. Sure. Yeah. I think it's true that Obi-Wan would never have wanted to hurt Anakin. Well, that's why I said it had to have come from above where he mm-hmm. didn't have a choice. And it was, you know, if he stewed over it, like, oh, there's some good in this. There, the end game is, it's good. We're, we're making, we're protecting and right. all this stuff. The so, ends justify the means always. Yeah. So, yeah. listen, we all hold Obi-Wan in high regard. Look at him. He's, he's like... <laughs> 
the Jedi, right? <laughs> and he's in the top three at least. But it's it's just interesting to look at it from a, like a different point of view. But he's wonderful. Yeah. And I I agree. I, I don't. It came from Palpatine. Blame Palpatine. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, thank you to our dear listeners for responding. We appreciate you so much. And thanks for the idea again, Carla. We appreciate it. And thank you so much for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. Thank you to all of our patrons as well, especially our new ones. We just got a few new ones. We're grateful for all of your support. And if you would like to support the podcast as well and become a patron, head over to the Most Things Kenobi Patreon. As always, you can follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. If you enjoy our podcast, feel free to rate us on Spotify and Apple. And of course, we have a fabulous website. You can find all of this and more over there at mostthingskenobi.com. So until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you. Always. <laughs>